Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Well, we uh, completely just uh, had a great episode last night, got in some great discussion, about 44 minutes long, and now we can flush it down the toilet because... uh, (laughs) Uh, I, I didn't expect this at all to come this fast. Uh, Deshaun Jackson released today, joined by uh, Mr. James Zelter from 97.5 Fanatic. What's going on, bud? John, that is easily the quickest any of our uh, episodes have become obsolete. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Uh, Mike K., uh, once again, driving in the Phoenix Sun. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. It's hot out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's getting hot in the Eagles front office, guys. What, um, Mike, I'll ask you first. Did you expect this to happen today? Uh, I did not expect it to happen today. Um, I think there were a set of circumstances that kind of arose, and uh, whether that ship getting back to the A&M pro day or, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, they want to have their draft plan in place beforehand and wanted to focus on football and have uh, off-season conditioning, you know, with the team that's actually going to be there. Um, I mean, I expected them to move on. I said that as much as... Yeah, I said that last night, but, um, you know, today, you know, it would happen the day that my dog named Jackson was on national TV. I was so happy. That's <laughs> like, my love. Of course, of course. It just ruins the uh, ruins the moment even more. Um, James, you know, I don't know what to feel. I'm a, like, I expressed it a little bit today. I, we all felt it coming. Uh, now that it's here, I, I kind of feel like, a big bag of crap. Like, uh, how, <laughs> how are you feeling about it right now? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, John. Uh, very, <laughs> you know, to the point. Um, no, but it's true. Look, we had this whole conversation yesterday. I don't think any of us saw this coming this quick, uh, coming this quickly, or else we would not have done that yesterday. We would not have taken forty-five minutes of our time for something that is now completely meaningless. Um, so I agree with you, and I, I do think that. Despite the fact that we all thought there was the possibility that Deshaun would just get cut 
Uh, I think we actually never believed it would happen. I think we believed they would find a way to get a third rounder, a fourth rounder, or do something uh, to bring something back for a Pro Bowl commodity. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was a very jarring, very shocking report. Um, however, you see a lot of the stuff that's leaking out, the NJ.com report, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, and you know, it's it, it's really just I'm a, I'm a ball of emotion right now, John. I don't I don't know I don't know which way to go with my feelings. On the one hand, um, I, I completely support the team and love Chip, and I I believe in the guy, and I do think that culture is a big thing of what he's about, and I, I do think it matters. And then on the other side, you're like, how can they get rid of a, a you know the second best weapon on the team and a Pro Bowl receiver for nothing? So. No, it's, it's a really uh, a tough spot for Eagles fans. Tonight. Yeah, well, grab a robe, grab some ice cream. We'll cuddle tonight. We'll watch uh, Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it, guys. Like, I, um, we were talking a little bit off air, just kind of go. Well, first of all, I mean, big shout out to uh, former BGN or ESP for, uh, you know, kind of shedding this thing to light here. Uh, Kyle Scott, I rarely agree with him. I made a pretty good point. I think if this was a team leak to be like, oh, See, he's a bad person. That's why we got to get rid of him. It would have definitely gone through the Inquirer or, you know, the Daily News, something like that. Um, does, Mike, do you think that there's any weird thing going on, any Eagles leaks that might have uh, sent this thing through? Uh, no, and, you know, Elliot's report, like, just like you said, I thought he did a great job for NJ.com. But there's nothing there that would make me think that they would leak that to NJ.com, not hitting on on the website or its credibility, but I think this was just good detective work by ESP. Um, you know, it came at a time where it seemed like now it would be convenient to cut Jackson. Uh, not to say that that's exactly why they cut Jackson, but I think it kind of gives you a little bit more perspective as to what Deshaun not necessarily is all about, because for all we know, uh, even if he was gang affiliated or anything like that, he's still a nice, he seems like a relatively good person. He hasn't been convicted of a crime, he hasn't been charged with a crime, hasn't done anything like that. But I, I think, you know, in, in the age, you know, again, I hate to agree with anything anybody ever said, but on, on their air, but again, uh, you know, in the age of Aaron Fernandez, you just never know, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, connect your wagon to a guy like that. And I, I think uh, Chip and, and the front office, they kind of look at this. They saw the money, the $10 million they could save in 2015, 2016. They saw the fact that this is the top wide receiver class possibly in history. Um, and, you know, they, they saw a lot of things that I think made sense to make this move. And, uh, you know, whether the report triggered it or not, I still think it was a great job by ESPN.com. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, I mean, definitely worth uh, reading and hopefully you guys have read it by now, but it's, you know, it, it's, it calls it into question for sure. Um, uh, James, actually, I don't know if you've, uh, I hate to go and uh, say uh, against your competition here, but uh, I did hear uh, Howard Eskin kind of dropping bombs and granted it's Howard Eskin, but uh, there were talks. <laughs> there were talks of him saying, like, "Well, you know, there's." He took a disturbing the peace charge uh, rather than uh, taking you know any felony gun or drug charges that he had. Um, there was another report that I guess Andy got wind of that back in 2011 or 12, gave him an ultimatum. 
I could see definitely Andy protecting him uh, and also kind of guiding, you know, shedding him from it because, you know, Garrett had just passed away or, you know, had just gotten jailed or I can't remember exactly the timeline that happened there, but I could see that happening. And then Roseman kind of taking over in 2012. That's where you started hearing those. Yeah, we're going to try and shop Deshaun for a second rounder and it didn't come around here, but your overall feel of how to kind of piece this together now of are you just going to sit back and wait and see what comes out here? Is there any feelings that you might have on what might actually be happening here? Uh, well, competition or not, I, I think that Askin has proven that, uh, you know, you can't really believe him on face value. I mean, I'm sorry the guys had too many incorrect reports on Twitter, especially over the last couple of years. Um, but aside from that, um, I do think that is somewhat believable. I agree with you that Andy is the kind of guy who probably would have kind of uh, might have might have let that go. And I do think that when it comes to Andy, I do think Eskin is connected. I do think he had a good relationship with Andy. And so so there is some, some believability to that. Um, but other than that, I think it's all conjecture. I think there are so many different things floating around here with the the gang affiliations, with the you know the whole robbery story, with all this stuff. That there's just so much stuff out there that it's it's honestly in my mind, John, it's impossible to piece it together. Yeah. We can all infer, we can all make speculation, but I, I really think that anyone who says they know exactly what's going on, unless they've been told it by a source with intimate knowledge of the situation. Uh, is just guessing. Yeah, and I, I'm just going by gut feeling here. I think there's a chance that, I don't know, if if all the smoke is rising this high, I might think that Deshaun might not play this year. Am I out of bounds for saying that, Mike? I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. I think, uh, especially with legal matters, you know, those are things that need to take time. And, you know, I far be it for me to... To speculate to that extent, I don't think it'll be that issue. Now, what I will say is, he's not going to make the money that he's he's making the Eagles. He might not get any guaranteed money. Uh, Could he potentially, if there is a legal issue, get cut at some point this season by a new team? Potentially. Uh, You know, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I really, I'm on the fence about Deshaun. Like, I, I've had, you know, we've talked about it before. I've had, like, roughly a month and a half to kind of digest all this stuff. And while the team is not as good as it was with Deshaun, I think people are going to realize when they're trying to sign him, and he's going to realize that Deshaun isn't as good without this issue. Uh, so his production could fall off. I mean, if I were him, I would take this whatever I could get from Kansas City and go to Andy, even though Alex Smith could never hit him long anyway. You just want to go to if I'm him, I go to a coach that I trust. I mean, if that means he goes to Marty Wardenbeck, that is what it is. But I think he's got to make the right choice in his next team before it's too late and he eventually finds himself out of the league in a few years or has a confrontation with another coach that he's not familiar with. He's just got to do what's best for him. And look at it as a whole, as opposed to, hey, I just want money. Oh, well, I mean, if, when that being said, then, I mean, uh, obviously Kansas City's name has been popped up. This is another thing I was I was curious about. Do you think the reaching out reports of, you know, Kansas City and New England long before this thing blew up for, for trade talk, 
Do you think that's more reaching out to do their research here, James, or is this an actual, like, they're interested in just signing them and they don't really care? Uh, you know, I, I think, it again, it's one of those things where we don't really know what's true, but uh, I could absolutely see Andy be interested in Deshaun. It wouldn't shock me at all. He was, you know, drafted the guy, was with him for a while, knows him. Maybe Andy believes he can fix his situation up and and help him, you know, move forward. And, and of course, New England has shown a history of, of picking guys up off the scrap heap as well and saying, hey, we don't care about their issues. We have Bill Belichick. We can make this work. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised in either situation. The, the point I do disagree with Mike, um, and I don't know, Mike might have just been saying that what Deshaun should do, but I think Deshaun is going to go wherever he can get the most money. Yeah. I, I believe that. I think that that's the guy's personality. Well, yeah, it's what he's shown. Saying, yeah. I'm not saying that he will do that. I think you're he saying should he should. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But I ultimately think Deshaun is going to go whoever pays him the most. And uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see the type of contract offers that he gets. Because look, um, unless something big comes out over the next few weeks, next month um, about Deshaun, something criminal, something where he's getting you know, indicted or something along those lines, someone's going to sign this guy. Someone will give him a chance. There's too much talent there. We've seen uh, way worse reclamation projects get get chances again and again and again and again. I mean, Pac-Man Jones has been on, what, three different teams. Yeah. So, you know, someone's going to sign the guy. Um, so I agree with Mike. I think that if in Deshaun, it's in Deshaun's best interest to find a coach who he knows, who he can work with. Uh, but ultimately, I think that he, someone will sign him, and it's going to be the highest bidder. And I 100% agree, and I think he needs the money. <laughs> he needs yeah, the money. Yeah, that too. I think that's a, a big well, point. Well, and you, look at, you look at it as a whole, too. His agent, Joel Siegel, didn't make any money off of his last deal. Right. Because that was negotiated by Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, Deshaun allegedly owes money as well. So Siegel's probably thrilled about all this, and this probably... I think that's why that that uh, statement by Deshaun came off so, I don't want to say eloquently, but it came off like, hey, he's not angry at the organization. He wants the thing for his time, saying all the right things. Because Eagle, will net, who's now one of the better, bigger agents in, in you know football, he'll now be able to make some money off of, off of Deshaun. I don't know. I, I really don't see a huge signing bonus for him. I can Honestly, if I had a ballpark, I dare I think he probably sent a two-year deal worth probably between thirteen and sixteen million. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I, I agree. I think with you too. I think that it's not going to be a huge guaranteed uh, type of thing. I think it's going to be a prove it type of deal. I think that's a great point. Um, and I also I, I love that you brought up those comments that Deshaun made because. You go back and listen to those comments at the end of last season. The first thing he said is, my agent has a plan. That was quote-unquote what Deshaun said. And I'm guessing that, you know, this might not have been part of the plan, but one way or the other, uh, I do think that that Siegel wanted to get paid out of this. All right. Crazy, crazy, crazy uh, theory here. Any chance the agent floated stories to get him released and cut outright? I think it's totally possible. Uh I, I doubt it. I doubt it, but but it is possible. We've seen agents do things along those lines before. Scott Boris is is a uh, you know maybe the best agent in sports, and and he has done things like that before as well. So it wouldn't shock me. Mike, that's that a nutty statement I just made. Uh, I think it's pretty accurate. Wow. If, if I had to guess, reading the tea leaves, yeah. Uh, I don't think I. Well, I, I'm not. 
accusing him of anything, but I, I would, having seen some of the rumors that have come out, like the interest before he was cut, and, uh, okay, here, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. A GM telling Jeff McClain that it doesn't seem like the Sean ja- that Chip Kelly wants the Sean Jackson. That doesn't seem like something the Eagles would want to project, does it? Nope. If they were trying to get trade value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so something like that, that sounds like agent talk to me. And, you know, all three of us have been following the league or we've been covering the league or worked around the league, like I said the other day, long enough to know kind of how the business goes. We're not naive to this fact. Now, that said, Eagle wants to make money. I have felt that way the entire time. When he was asked about that contract, I immediately said, oh, you know, I know the journalist asked him about it, but there was a reason why they asked him about it. And I guarantee you, Joel Siegel said, play your cards right, kid. You'll get money. And I, I, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not, I'm not, like, alleging anything because I don't know, and he's not one of my sources, so I couldn't tell you about that. But uh, we're not sure. just from reading some of the stuff that I've read, it sounds like agent, agent uh, yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it makes sense for both parties. Um, again, well, yeah, I don't know if if uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for everybody. Actually, I mean, if, if you really look at it, the Eagles you know get younger and cheaper at the position. Um, one of their issues was you know they traded for Aurelius Ben, they just signed uh, re-signed um, uh, Jeremy Macklin and, and Riley Cooper. Those guys are all now in their. Yeah, I think they're all in their fifth year or something like that. Or no, this could be been sixth year. Macklin and Cooper's fifth. Uh, those guys are getting a little older. I mean, we need some youth and talent at that position. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they targeted two guys in the draft. They're probably going to target a big guy. They're probably going to target um, a speedster like Deshaun to take his place to stop off the defense. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they took two or three kids in the draft. Wow, uh, yeah. and, oh, and then um, and then you get Siegel and you got Jackson, and they're going to get paid. So good for them. If it's if it's just that, and see, this is for any Flyers fans out there. This is kind of what happens. This reminds me a little bit of Richards Carter thing that happened, and the reporters after their release totally just shit all over them. So I I, I know that there could could be that aspect as well John, uh, John a per- I mean a perfect example of that I mean that's the Boston it used to be the Boston Red Sox MO that's what they would do I mean look at Terry Francona they get out the first coach who won them uh, uh, first manager who won them World Series won two of them uh, the guy's a pill head let's get him out of here I mean it's something yeah. that you see in a lot of cities especially big sports cities um, you send a guy out the door and you smear him on the way out yeah so. and it just it, you know if that's all it is and this whole smoking gun thing isn't true. Uh, I I don't know, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little more than upset um, that they're just you know feeding this crap to the media to kind of be like, oh look, hey, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that that's why we got rid of him. But in actuality, it's just you know he doesn't fit with the team or whatever. Uh, a quick final thoughts because we just want to keep this uh, you know uh, just like a reactionary type of show, and we'll get into it more next week. But Jason Kelsey tweets out. Hey, you know, we we just made an uh, an unpopular decision, but we feel stronger than ever going forward. Um, Mike, your thoughts on that? I hope he wasn't talking about Mark Sanchez, but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, 
I saw that from somebody on BGN. I don't remember who was in the comment section. I can't take credit for that. But uh, I, I think with Kelsey saying that I, and, and watching and reading what what was said at the uh, Herman benefit, uh, the for Hope uh, benefit, I, 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 I think the locker room's completely fine with this move. I, I, I know that there were some uh, rumblings of teammates not taking him as a teammate. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if it's good for the team as a, as a whole in the long term, I mean, that $10 million could go to Nick Foles next year. Yeah. Uh, or to Brandon Boykin or to Brandon Fletcher Boykin. Cox or any but, of these guys. Yeah. 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 Kendricks, all of them. Look, and I think, I think with this regime, and I think what we've kind of learned with the Riley Cooper and all these other deals, they're not. They're in a new phase where they're not going to overpay players, and they're not going to allocate too many resources to players. And I think Deshaun Jackson was a Reed slash Roseman deal, and now they're they're looking to get more into the Chip Roseman deal, kind of similar to Macklin and, and Cooper and and uh, you know Mountain you Jenkins and 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 the, and the length of that. So I I, I think. I think this is a good move on the long term. It stings right now, but I I think the Eagles have a plan, and that plan is going to probably unfold in May. James, final thoughts there. Yeah, I think Mike makes some great points, and I I think that it, you know it's just kind of the the new direction of the organization, and we talked about it a lot last last season, and and I think it is just uh, further proving to be true. Uh, that Chip Kelly, the big thing about Kelly is that he wants to change the culture. He wants this whole, it's all a program to Chip Kelly, the sports science, the, the staying in shape, the good guys in the locker room, the, the team community, it all matters to Chip. And I think that that takes precedence over talent on the field to at least to a certain point. I think that Kelly believes that he can make a lot of different people work inside his system. I think the Darren Sproles trade is a perfect example of this. Um, I think that they got Sproles, and I think that in Kelly's mind, Darren Sproles can do a lot of the stuff that Deshaun Jackson did, uh, at least in the short side of the field. Um, and I, I think that Chip just believes that that he can overcome this, that, that the team is bigger than one guy, and, you know, I'm inclined to believe him. And, and so am I as we're heading out here too, but there's, I don't know, it's a swirling head day. Just like we said, we, I, I knew it was coming. Uh, obviously we didn't know it was coming today. It, it does, it does make me a little nervous, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I do trust in Chip Kelly and what they're doing over there so far. So we'll just hope it pans out and hopefully it doesn't make uh, all this, all this look like a bunch of assholes. So um, uh, more on John, this. John, you already look like an asshole anyway. So I know, I know. So we'll have to. Where's I'll the go. diaper? Where is the diaper? That's, that's, what, that's what we got to have to, uh, we got to make a ruling. So we'll, uh, we'll figure that out next episode. Uh, taking all your questions, obviously at BGN underscore radio on Twitter. Of course, for uh, Mr. James Zeltzer, Mike K, I'm John Barchard. Thank you so much for listening right here on BGN Radio. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. 